I had a hobby too. Mine happened to be guns and ballistics. I studied guns and ballistics as much as I could and I wrote an article about high velocity. So out of all my years working at Weatherby, the last five have been some of the most exciting. Working with Adam, with him running the company. And to think that I get the opportunity of carrying on my grandfather's legacy 75 years later here in Sheridan, Wyoming, I mean, it really is a dream come true. On our mark, the Weatherby Podcast. All right, folks, welcome to another episode of On Our Mark, the Weatherby Podcast. Uh, I'm Tyler, I'm playing the host today. Luke Torkelson is playing co host. Adam Weatherby, no introduction needed there. And then Sam Seaton, uh, second time on the podcast, but Sam, maybe give us a brief introduction of who you are and what you do. Yeah, no, uh, been a while. Thanks for having me back. But uh, yeah, I'm Sam Seaton. I'm a founder and uh, or co-founder and uh, CEO of Infinite Outdoors. So just a uh, online um, and mobile app for connecting private landowners with hunters and fishermen. Yeah, and it's all mobile based. It's like membership based. So it's pretty pretty handy to just like have it on. If you need to find a place to go, you guys kind of link up everyone, and it makes it pretty easy. Yeah, for, just cuts yeah. out the middleman, makes it app super easy for people to get private access to to ranches so you know kind of like your onyx but instead you click on a property then you can actually hunt it too oh that's that's really (laughs) cool so um today's order of business so recently the crew here i was the odd man out did went on an elk hunt so maybe just start me off on on the the adventure that you guys just did and and maybe it was not just an elk hunt tyler it was an epic elk hunt epic elk hunt yes i've seen (laughs) only pictures i've actually heard no story yet so that's because oh. you've been out hunting. We've all been out hunting, so we're back here finally. But yeah, I was super excited. You know, we've gotten to know Sam here over the last couple of years. In fact, um, Luke, you did a hunt with with Infinite Outdoors and, and the Hush team, right? Yeah, last you were year. supposed to go, but couldn't. Yeah, yeah, I ended up not being minute. able to go last year, and so g- had this relationship forming, and was talking to Sam, and had an opportunity uh, to go down to Colorado and uh, and hunt um on on one of their properties but really in this case it's a landowner voucher that gets you a tag that can work for public in that area um, as well as have some private land that you can hunt on too but our primary goal for this was to go into some real high elevation and and uh and hunt public land which is which is what we did but you know i booked it through infinite outdoors and was able to get some really cool access and get able to get a really cool tag and go to some some great country yeah, yeah, the backup plan, if the weather had not cooperated, was that the elk would probably have moved down the valley and onto the property where we've booked, right? So, so it was kind of cool being able to have this, yeah. which hasn't yes. happened that much this year. We got, Adam and I, we got kind of hosed in Alberta on the weather. It was terrible weather for moose yeah. hunting. Last week, I was hunting zero-degree weather uh, <laughs> with Brenda, Montana. So, yeah, it ended up, it was really cool. So, um yeah so we went down to kind of team up uh with infinite outdoors and do a pretty epic elk elk hunt yeah with so with this tag uh not too specific but like kind of where like what is the train elevation time of year um maybe maybe go through through that so we can kind of give the the listeners like the the setup i guess here yeah it was sea level 75 (laughs) degrees and sunny um and no slope yeah, <laughs> Sam, give him the real story. <laughs> yeah, it was about as extreme high country as you could get. So just mountains of Colorado targeting pretty much specifically uh, above timberline, like first rifle, your 
kind of kind of rolling the dice, hoping that they're still up there. Um, but yeah, I think we were, we were camping at almost twelve thousand feet, just under twelve, just under twelve. Yeah, base camp. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, base camp was there, and we started out every uh, you know scouting the the day we were actually harvested, just going straight uphill for another thousand feet. So. So, so when you guys all met up, it was, did you guys have a day to scout? So you had a full day of scouting, like before season? Or? Uh, we did. Sam, you guys were there a little. So Michael came from Infinite Outdoors, too, and joined us, and they were there a little ahead of us. We flew, um, uh, w- flew down there just because it always makes the adventure more fun. If anybody knows, I love to fly everywhere. So Luke yeah. and I hopped in the plane from Sheridan and flew down to Colorado met these guys, went and got to camp, and then just we did an afternoon, evening scout yeah. um, weather, the day before. Weather wasn't optimal for uh, flying on Thursday. Season opened on Saturday, so we went in on Friday. Um, and then we got a whole afternoon to scout. And with yeah. first rifle, that's a is that a five-day season or a seven-day season? Yeah, just five days. Five days, so, yeah. So, yeah, really, really short. And, yeah, I was really nervous going into it because um, Gadam said we got there – couple days before he was able to get in and uh there's actually a big snowstorm up in high country so it was zero degrees and blizzarding one of the days that we're scouting like "Uh uh-oh this uh we might be going to plan b real fast but it it, uh it all yeah because that weather can pretty quickly like turn elk and push them super low yeah and just to be clear this technically was a diy hunt you don't always get Sam and Michael to come along and, and hang out with <laughs> no, you. We're friends with them. We, so. we are friends with them. Uh, <laughs> Sam used to be up here in Sheridan, and we're just, yeah, we're friends. And he's really started this, what we think is pretty incredible business, um, you know, model with Infinite Outdoors and the access and different things that you can get, but still be a DIY hunter. So just to make it clear, it was a, a DIY hunt. We did it um, all on public land, actually, in this particular case, but was able to get the access through uh, Infinite Outdoors. So so they were along. So if you book it, Sam's not on every Infinite Outdoors hunt. Just want to be real clear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wish I could good hang out that thing, right? That would be cool and also not. Yeah, not, not a very sustainable business model. No, no, we went more just as friends. So, yeah. And uh, Sam grew up down there in Colorado and had a lot of the mountains down there and just uh, has kind of passion for it, too. So, um, yeah, so it was it was fun. Cool. So you guys all show up at camp. You guys showed up a few days, hadn't seen any elk, or were you guys getting a game plan for opening morning? Um, yeah, we were just kind of – I mean, mainly it was a good way to pretend like like I was still on a work day. So I was like, I better get up there a few days early. <laughs> like, <laughs> the truth um, comes out. Yeah. <laughs> Um, no, we were just kind of trying to, again, cause I know a- Adam wanted to really get into that high country. That's the type of hunting I prefer to. I'm like, like, man, if I can come along on this, that's awesome. Cause like, love the high country, the extreme backcountry stuff. Um, so outside of just the excuse of pretending like it was, was, uh, for work, just kind of wanted to see where they're at, see how that weather was going to affect things, see if it was even possible to get into the, the, the few trailheads that we were thinking about. Um, and, uh, yeah, we, we saw a few, um, you know, nothing that was, super exciting so so you know a couple elk on a few different ridges a few okay bulls but uh nothing got us real excited so it wasn't until later that sam was showing me like you know kind of some pics that night some phone scope stuff and he was probably trying to like see how excited i was getting i'm like we'll go find it we'll go find one yeah optimism i mean a lot of times you show yeah. up and it's like yeah. the only thing you see is orange and other scouters so right. it's like so we saw a lot of elk on this trip do uh, just a note because you said the word high country too what's really kind of cool is we launched like literally a two days before this trip yeah literally one or two days before the Mark V High Country, which is what I took on this trip. So it was uh, it was kind of fun that 
we were going to hunt at 12,000 feet, and we had just launched a day or two before the Mark V High Country. Like, yeah, literally perfect. Yeah. Perfect for that. Yeah, so I grabbed yeah. one of those and a 300 Weatherby uh, and uh, and headed up there with it. So, yeah, so yeah. It, was, it was fun. And uh, similar to Sam, I got to pretend like I was working on this trip, too, because uh, <laughs> our, our regular camera guy had a prior obligation and could not make this hunt. So I, I was getting to run a camera on this one. It turned out to be really fun. Yeah, that's yeah. you kind of uh, had that job. It's happened times. more than <laughs> once this year. It has. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, opening morning, are you guys like the guys getting up at three a.m. or or how? Like walk me through uh, kind of day one, I guess. Well, like I I think that the scouting evening we saw a lot of elk. We didn't see anything that we probably would have said was a shooter. But we probably but saw fifty elk. Uh, at least, yeah. There was a Maybe lot of elk. seventy-five elk. Yeah. And some smaller bulls, all of them pretty far away through the spotting scope. But, yeah, we saw a lot of elk that night. So we kind of knew which general direction. Where there was another hunter that was going to be up kind of uh, accessing the same terrain that we were from probably the same spot. And we kind of got we to know him a little, knew where yeah. he was going, and we didn't want to go there. He he had his mind on a bull that he would kind of picked out ahead of time. It was a mm-hmm. nice interaction with somebody the day mm-hmm. before season opened. Yeah, and super he, cool. We kind of shared each of our individual plans and mm-hmm. – uh, kind of agreed to respect each other's plants. And yeah, there's thousands of acres there. And no <laughs> need to be like on the same right. ridge glass in the yeah, same. Yeah, so yeah. we left so. them alone. They they had a, a bull that he was excited about picked out. So um, which he ended up not shooting. Yeah, he he was camping on <laughs> yeah. one that he found. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. We stayed in touch after, and I think yeah, they camped on that same bull for like several days, like half the season, and yeah. Gave it didn't work I thought out. it was going to be a layup. That one didn't work out. That's elk. Yeah. It turns right out there. that way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so Saturday is the first like day of the season, first hunting day. We get up early and just start this death hike up the <laughs> mountain, at, starting at like 12, 7, 12, 8, or sorry, 11, 7, 11, 8, and then we go just yeah. straight up 1,000 feet. Goal that's is to get to the top to be able to glass. That's right? where you start. The beginning is just put your head down. You stop at 12,000 feet. You stop probably every 200 yards and get your breath yeah. for about 60 seconds. It's it's real. The difference between 10 and 12 is not two. It's like 14. <laughs> it's uh, a lot. It's crazy. That Literally, I mean, because I've hunted a lot at, you know, at 10. Mm-hmm. And that was not 10. Yeah. Maybe I'm older. That might not help either. But elevation, but struggling at the, too. At yeah. elevation, <laughs> no. like impacts people different. Like you could be it's in the best. Yeah, you can be in the yeah. best shape and still. We were just, talking to, yeah. to to Rob from Spartan yesterday yeah, about exactly. hunting at, at about the same elevation. He's like, it really doesn't matter what kind of shape you're in. It 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 affects people in different ways. That's unpredictable, and it got a. I don't think any of us had a struggle. None of us got altitude sickness or anything like that. But. Um, the first night I was like the the scouting night. I went to bed early. I was tired. Oh, it, it, d- it d- just drains yeah. you. Just it does. You either yeah. get like a little bit tired or you get that little mild headache, and that's that's a usually my experience with yeah. like so that first that day. Happened. And then I'm usually. I think usually I, I will mention here. I brought somebody else along in the hunt. This was quite a group, mainly because I knew I was going to shoot a giant bull, and we needed a big <laughs> pack out crew. <laughs> Always have the best plan. So I have yeah. a friend in Texas that's been wanting to go hunt out west, and this year said, "Hey, I'd love to just come on one of your hunts." Give me a camera, give me a pack to help pack out stuff, and I just want to come and learn. Never hunt it out west. So I said, cool, we're going on this real easy hunt in Colorado. <laughs> you should probably come. And so he did tons of training, bought a bunch of gear and all that kind of stuff. And so he, his name was Joe. And so Joe ended up coming along as well. 
and worried about you know Joe coming from uh, effectively sea level all the way up to twelve thousand feet. But he didn't he didn't get sick. None of us you know none of us got sick. But I mean it's a real deal. Sam, you said you've like just going from nine to twelve or thirteen, you've got sick before. Yeah, I, I had a I had a year where I got sick. This was I don't know back in the days I was playing uh, playing football at Colorado School of Mines. Like I was in so like decent shape, literally the best shape <laughs> of my entire life. I'm you know my early twenties, and I went up set camp at at a uh, at twelve five, and I was sick as a dog the next day. Like couldn't even get over to the edge. I just curled up in the fetal position, rode it out for a day, and didn't die but uh i mean i was as good of shape as you can get training every day at you know 6500 feet and then and growing up on a ranch at uh you know 9300 feet still got sick yeah it's crazy i've heard other people too it's like where your lungs like start to fill with like fluid too like things can go south pretty quickly no matter like how good a shape you are in so that's always kind of something to think about yeah that's scary fun fact about sam uh he just mentioned he played football at school of mines uh, two back-to-back seasons, thousand yards rushing, running back. Oh, wow! Look at this guy. So back in the day, there was a time. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty awesome. That's that's significant. So y- he's running up this mountain, right? No, so not you guys anymore. Are, he's. I don't no, think he's anymore. running as fast. No, as Sam's he old and now. Slow now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So, uh, game plan is to just death hike a uh, couple miles in, kind of yeah. thing. Well, yeah. Well, we set up. We our plan was to get to a spot where we're glassing at opening first light, you know, and mm-hmm. so we that's what we did, and we got there perfect time and start looking for bulls. Yeah, we didn't um, kind of right away. We ended up actually even hiking further to kind of stay away from um, our other friends that we'd met up there. So it was, you know, we had kind of the top to glass, but then we were looking to get over the top to kind of this next thing and so it was a couple hours after we left camp that we finally really started to get on elk i think yeah you know, once we passed up over that next that well, you know kind of went around we, that we ridge saw a couple small left. bulls like right at first light but it was not sure that yeah. we're looking for mm-hmm. there was just like that yeah. small bachelor group was it still like snowy so they were sticking out pretty no. good or is it like no, no. it was totally totally melted by Dude, that. Oh, yeah wow. the weather was unbelievable i mean to be in october at that elevation and like yeah, yeah, it was it was nice. I mean, un- I guess nice. It got relative windy that <laughs> turn. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that first phase, <sighs> the wind was just so whip, this is th- yeah. This was yeah. It got well. That's the wrong picture, but um, it 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 wasn't temperature cold, but that wind at twelve thousand feet. No trees. You're exposed. We're trying to hide behind rocks, <laughs> and like the two little trees that we find, it was chilly. It was chilly, and that compounded well, by the fact yes. that it was the it, uh, eclipse. The eclipse. So here's oh, what happened: yeah. we got up on top. We're twelve thousand feet. It's supposed to be pretty cold that day. We, the wind is just absolutely howling. So we keep trying to kind of get behind rocks, but glass, and then uh, the the solar eclipse was supposed to happen. Well, the only thing warming us was the sun, <laughs> but then the sun went away, and literally the temperature just started plummeting, like over the period of an hour. And Luke had a a, a filter on the on the camera, yeah. and uh, and so like he had this filter where he's able to get this pretty cool stuff as it happened. Yeah, it was wild that when you did it get it like didn't shadowy. Go, it, it, it didn't go like really? full dark. Um, mm-hmm. It it was weird. It just kind of like got. Um, it got like you could tell something was happening 
but it wasn't full dark. Like the, the s- it was like a sunset type feel, hmm. but it it's like noon. But it's in the middle of the day. It's the middle yeah. of the day. The, the temperature sure dropped though. The ch- <laughs> and, and yeah, the, the sun quit doing its warming job. That's for sure. So, like, during this morning, you said you saw a few elk, but were they moving around, or were they, like, trying to find well, little pockets with the wind, Well, here's kind of what happened. Yeah. We saw a gargantuous herd really far away. Yeah. When we say In, really far, like, uh, miles? No. Uh, thousand yards? Miles. It was, <laughs> it was, it was well, miles. Oh, not, yes. this, not to picture this herd yeah. that's on the screen, but, but a mile like and a half. just over a mile, okay. but the problem was there's, like a, like, a let's just call it a canyon in the way. Giant. Yeah, elevation <laughs> dropped and then go um, back up. Elevation dropped yeah. uh, 15, 1,700 down, then back up again. And then we saw orange hats, mm. and then we saw running elk herds. Oh, okay. Yeah. Opening morning, right? Yeah. So it was a little typical kind of chaotic opening morning, public land. Well, there's an elk, and then so we probably saw three groups of elk, a couple small herds, and then this one really big herd. Yeah. The smaller herds that didn't get spooked um, – didn't have anything that really excited me to go after. The large herd that got really bad spooked had a couple really, really good bulls in it. So did they uh, bust them, or did you hear gunshots or anything? We saw through I, – I don't know that we ever heard a gunshot. We thought we maybe did, but uh, yeah, we saw evidence, like through a spotting scope, we see them, like, over one. So, like, they killed a bull. Oh, cool, okay. Uh, gotcha. But – we. That but far but away. That was a different herd, though. Yeah, that was actually a different herd. herd. Yeah, it's yeah. hard here. There were two to three smaller herds, and the one, we'll just call it giant herd. Yeah. Okay. Um, one small herd we never saw got hunted. Another small hunt we saw somebody shoot a bull out of. Then the super large herd, nobody shot one out of it that morning. We actually think somebody missed, perhaps, that morning Yeah. at the large yeah. herd. They busted down into thick, thick timber because we're at the tree line. Mm-hmm. We're above it. They don't have to go down far to, I mean, get covered in thick timber. Yeah. And so we had the spotters out just enough to to know, like, okay, there's, like, a couple really big frame bulls that are in that big herd. So, so game plan was to— Well, they, they spooked generally towards us, but in, into this canyon. So— our game plan, the only one that really made sense to us was to stay where we were, try to stay warm, and watch where these where these big herd of elk go. Because we're not really sure. We have an idea of, like, their trajectory from, like, the path they were taking into the trees. But we didn't know, were they going to come back out on that side? Were they going to come back out on our side? Were they going to just stay in the trees and go down to the valley now? We don't know. So now you guys are like, okay, we're going to camp here for the day. And just see what happens. Right, which was at 19,000 feet, I think, at that point. (laughs) We were on the top. It was super windy. windy. That's when the eclipse happened, and we were up there for hours. Uh, We kept Joe busy. He lit a fire. Uh, We tried for a while. Yeah, I tried first. Didn't work. Joe started a fire. And so we were up there. The guy from Texas. What do they say on a With, you know. He started fire. The started Colorado fire. guy could. Couldn't. Well, like, he was he, a Boy uh, Scout and in the military. Yeah. What do they <laughs> say? He fire almost blew us up, though. <laughs> he almost blew. <laughs> okay. Maybe walk me through that real quick. Well, we're <laughs> still struggling. Upside down jet yeah. boil. So, yeah. So upside down jet boil is how we ultimately started. it. Nothing else was working, so we just lit it, puts it upside down, just a ball of flames just going everywhere, and he's just holding it. Like, yeah. All right. <laughs> okay. It worked. Un- it totally worked, worked, though. That's a it's very totally Texas way to say it. But we're basically, we generally know where these elk are, we think. 
and we're just going to keep glassing and kind of take turns because with all of us, it's hard to just stay 100% focused on With the wind. The wind wind. was blowing the spotting scope. It's tough. So we're talking hours of just combing these woods. And that's when the eclipse happened and it got cold. Yeah, trying to look for these elk. Tree by tree. Because these other smaller herds, we'd seen there's nothing. We knew where the other hunters were. This big busted herd that dropped in, we were the only ones that would have had a vantage point on these elk at that point. No one else could have seen these elk. That, and that we know. there were a couple really large bulls in the herd. Yeah. So and it's and, day and, one. And it's day one. You're like, yeah. And you don't leave elk yeah. to find elk. Yeah, that is true. That so is a, until you do. Until, until, you, until you do. <laughs> until you do. Until <laughs> so I, I kind of just set up a grid system with a spotter. We've got a really nice Suaro 95 millimeter with a... Our camera body goes on it. I think I actually had taken the camera body off at this point because sometimes it's just easier yeah. on your eye. And I'm just like working this whole hillside. When, when you grid, do you do like reading from left to right, or do you do up and down? I go, go I go up and down, and then I use on the tripod. I use like the degrees on the uh-huh. bottom to make sure I cover everything. And so I was yeah. just like doing a grid, That's and cool. I got. Right. I saw and this, this was hours. We'd probably this is hours. four hours or more after we'd seen the herd go in there yeah yeah maybe five yeah this was after the survival fire and everything so. and after the eclipse mind you as so well now we're like mid-afternoon yes get, get into yes. this and i i see like a white belly and then so that catches my eye i thought it was a rock at first but it was like a, that kind of lighter color elk belly color and so i just focus on this one area and i start to be able to see there's another one there's another one there's another one and i just go Found them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the most epic spot I've ever. Like, it was cool. The yeah. one time the it rock is isn't actually a rock. It's it was a huge. It, yeah. w- it, you know, you, you end up having fun with it, so it yeah. materialized into a massive bull belly. We never saw antlers in the trees there. <laughs> yeah. But no, we're looking, you know, a mile away, and you can only see body parts of the like elk. There's a radically. <laughs> there's an ear. <laughs> I don't. I still know how he spotted him. Like, like even yeah. having it on there, you'd have to look at the. You have to focus hard that, that when Luke it's had. on there. Like, yeah. here, guys, come look at it. And they're like, wait, what? Oh. But you got to remember the train is really steep. So that uh, the opposing wooded hill, was re- it was straight up and down, essentially, looking like, you know, from where we were at. So you could, you know, you could kind of see them there because of the vertical, yeah. vertical incline. So then at that point. They're bedded, by the way. They're just, like, hanging out on the hillside. We don't know what to do. So we had options. Waited out, but if they came out somewhere, we were going to not be able to stalk them or get a shot on them. Mm-hmm. Most they could have gone about four directions. One might have worked, maybe yeah. two. Maybe two. If maybe. they came this way or this way, they, it might have. So then it was uh, looking on our maps and seeing if there was any break on our side of the hill to be able to see across to the other side of the hill. And get within a shootable range. I had brought 300 Weatherby, had 195 hammers, brought it out here at the range, knew that distance was good. The wind was not good at all, <laughs> so we knew we had that going for us. So eventually, I decided I'm going to peel down and bust down 1,500 foot elevation because they were lower than us on the opposing hill. Okay. Yeah, we had then actually seen. Did you spot those elk wandering through the the, the, the few that split off? Um, maybe either you or Michael. Yeah, it wasn't me. I think it. I think I might have. So, I, I saw one get up and reposition, and but then I never saw it lay down. I thought it was just kind of like mm-hmm. you know, milling around, you know, yeah. rolling over on their pillow, and uh, 
there was like a faint trace of a game trail leading to this clearing. And so I'm just combing again. I'm like, oh, there's an opening over there. And they, they, they're starting to come down like a couple at a time. They're, it's not like the whole herd's moving. That, that huge belly was still in the picture. So I'm like, that's the big one. I'm, I was sure of it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but there was a couple smaller bulls that fed into this like more opening area, again, towards us and further, uh, like the, basically the bottom of the canyon. So Adam's like, I think I need to go down there. <laughs> but I didn't know if I'd be able to get in a clear in on our side in order to see over the tops of the trees to the other side. So it was actually a gamble. Luke gave me 4% or 9% chance? 4% chance. 4% that I'd get in an area where I could see across to this I clearing. Went, I went And if you know, way. I'm a fairly competitive person. So as yeah. soon as he said that, I said, great, I'm going. <laughs> I, went, I went with so him halfway. So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> well, not even halfway. I probably went a quarter of the way down the face on the side that we're on, not the side the elk are on. I'm like, this is, this is kind of dumb. Like, this is really steep. So that's when Luke generously offered, I'm going to stay right here and just glass yeah. while you keep going and down. So we Selfless. sent the guy from Texas with a camera <laughs> <laughs> down with me. So I busted to the top. Sam and Michael were... To the bottom. To the bottom. Or to the bottom. Yeah. Sam and Michael were our eyes up top. There was going to be no comms um, down, in the, down in the depths of everything. So it was, let's all go and see what happens so i keep dropping keep dropping keep dropping keep dropping and then the spot that i got to on the map that i thought would have a clearing didn't so i just kept dropping four (laughs) percent then all of a sudden right below that spot i could see the clearing on the other side it's about 500 yards to which all the elk had just gone through the clearing. I was probably three minutes too late. I saw yeah. a small bull in the very back, and all the elk had gone down and were probably in a water in the creek at the bottom. Mm-hmm. And if I was there three minutes before, probably could have probably could have shot a good bull at 500 yards, one of yeah. those big ones. Yeah. And then, but I didn't, and so I did have that clearing. So I'm down there with Joe, and all of a sudden I hear bugling. We're talking. Colorado elk rifle season. Yeah, that's pretty wild. And I'm like, they're down in the creek. Let's see if we can kind of move this way. And I had this great plan. So we were moving. And then we busted them at like 40 yards. Oh, they just... They came into us. They came to us. I thought they were down in the creek still. And I'm way up on the other side. They came right at me. No idea. Uh, wind was in our favor. Ghost uh, of the forest. Uh, the visual was not at that point. So we're just tromping through the woods thinking they're down in the creek. They crossed the creek and were coming straight up my side, right at me. Gotcha. So they were they were wanting to come up your guys' entire like, right. face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. So then yeah, – Doing so what we what? were hoping they would do several hours before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hoping. Hoping. You don't know. So then basically know. some cows busted me Okay. super close. They start going – one direction they started going my left and then uh i'd start cow calling i see antlers in thick timber and did one of those two minutes like winging a prayer try to get up where they didn't win me and see if i could pop off a shot real quick this this is a big herd this is not 15 elk this is like well this one actually ended up being about 50 50. 40 to 50 yeah i haven't tried to count in the in the video but it's at least 50 yeah yeah it's a good 50 so 
I don't know. I did some pretty good cow calls. Stopped them for a bit. Was rummaging around the trees. Saw some antlers. Nothing that I thought was the big frame that I'd seen earlier in the spotting scope. So then I went. They were angling up the hill. The opposite way. They bumped me kind of angling to the right. Then they angled up the hill to the left. And I knew 1,000, 1,200, 1,400 foot back up the hill that I just came down that there was a clearing that they might possibly get to. That, that's yeah. where I was. <laughs> 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 and Sam and Michael were above that. But I got a fun little trip. So then. How long did it take you to get back to Luke? Oh, sorry, four minutes maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Probably. I actually hoofed it, sweated out my jacket. At that point, they were leaving me bugling and, and cow calling. Yeah, because you just kind of busted them, so now they're all trying to... But they were still doing their thing, and I knew the direction they were headed, and I knew there wasn't good food in that timber, and I knew probably the general area where they were going to pop out yeah. last daylight. Yeah, and they didn't wind you, so they knew something wasn't right, but they didn't know it was That's the thing. Wind gotcha. was in my favor. They just saw me. So and they didn't there's totally, a fair amount of yeah. snow in the woods, so we, we were, yeah, we're pretty confident they're not going to stay in the woods all night. They're going to come yeah. out to one of these clearings. The direction they were headed, there was a few different options. So I go straight back up. They're angled up the hill towards where we think they're going to go. I go straight back up. I end up linking up with Luke. We almost settled in a spot, uh, decided not to, which later would have been amazing if we did. We sat there for a few minutes. We said, let's go find <laughs> Sam and Michael. Yeah. We go up the hill, and we find those guys, and we come up with a strategy together of where we're going to sit and hope that they come out. Yeah. Just then, we hear bugling. They indeed had been doing what I thought they were going to be doing in the direction. Pretty much right when I got together with you, you started. You heard bugles even before that. Before that, I heard very faint bugles. And then when I met up with you— you're like, did you hear that? I'm like, I've been hearing it for a little bit, and I think they're, you know, generally yeah. that way. And we're like, well, we need to get up in the open. We need to get back with Sam and Michael. The night before, when we were scouting, there was a smaller group where we ended up setting up, and we're like, they're probably gonna, they're probably gonna come out over there. So we set up back at this rock pile, all four of us. We lost Joe. Joe didn't come back up the canyon. <laughs> we we found him later. So Joe is gone Joe's for a fine. while. Joe's fine. Yeah. Joe is fine. He is yeah. with us. <laughs> <laughs> May he rest yeah. in peace. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, just for so the So when sake you guys story, got to your, like, little powwow of, like, hey, this is the strategy for tonight, how much, like, daylight is left? There's a couple hours. couple. Yeah. Yeah. About uh, two hours, probably. Yeah. Was, maybe what? two and a half. Yeah, Somewhere in there. Three or four o'clock or something. Yeah. 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 So we got in this spot and heard him bugling. Yeah, we settle in this rock pile, but we're back to the top again, like the very top. Yeah, above the timber line. So basically, they're going to, we're hoping they're going to feed out of the timber into the above timber line, right? So that's kind of right at that. So we're up in some rocks waiting for them to come out. One of the areas that could have been as close as 100 yards, one of them was maybe three to 400 yards. We had a visual on a couple different areas that they could. We had up. really good visibility from where we were set up. And really good wind, too. When I say good, I mean strong. Strong. <laughs> Very, <laughs> Very good. Very Consistent. Strong. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Actually, to check the weather, 
We wouldn't check the or to check the wind direction and speed and forecast. I just checked my aviation because that's at flight levels. So I pretty <laughs> yeah. much just checked the wind. And Sam's yeah. a pilot too, so checking the aviation weather to see how the planes were doing. That's pretty much where <laughs> yeah. we were. Yeah, we're shout out, out to Four Flight. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Exactly. <laughs> so, so we waited and heard the bugles. So you're getting set up like it's about to, it's go time. Like hour, hour and a half. Oh, also at this point, we do have verification. When we got back together, that Michael and Sam had indeed seen a very large bull. Okay. Okay, so we saw in the morning some big frames well yeah. over a mile away. Yeah. Okay. When I went down, they saw kind of through that herd that I saw the last little bull on, they saw a really, really big bull. Three minutes off, Adam. Yeah. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I would if I'd have been there three minutes ahead. So we also know at this point— there's a giant. There's a there's a shooter bull, like a, a opening day shooter bull in that in that herd. Yeah, no, we from from way up there. We were so excited because we could see him just filtering through. We knew that Adam headed down. We're just like, it's gonna drop. He's gonna drop. <laughs> and it didn't happen. We just fed by him when we connected back through before we talked. We're just I me, mean, Michael, and I were like, you know, we're kind of depressed. Like, oh my god, that was a that was a huge bull. Like those those don't come by. I'm like, I was never gonna see that again. You were but calling it a. <laughs> 340 plus six point yeah. at the time. Yeah. Is yep. what you were saying. Yeah. So big bull. So, yeah, that's exciting. So, we're set up on these rocks. Adam's got like tripod, gun on the tripod, like ready, ready to roll in this kind of window where we think they're going to come out. And Sam, I think, sees this cow. He's like, there's a cow. Or a spike. Or maybe it was a spike. It's yeah. Both. It was both. Both. At <laughs> almost shot at the spike. 100 and. <laughs> 50 yards, something like yeah, that. Like, yeah, like the closer spot where we think they might come out, he starts to walk out in the open, the two, and then we just hear this like big bugle, and they, they hightail and turn right back into the woods. The bull would not come out into this area, and he kept calling his herd back into him. Hmm. He wouldn't let him come out. That's interesting. It was very interesting. Yeah. So this time, Luke and I are talking at him out of just filling the freezer because he wanted that spike real bad. <laughs> <laughs> if it was a spike by two, I mean, yeah. those are rare. Yeah. But yeah. Trophy sure. spike by two. <laughs> so I passed on the spike. But then there came a certain point, too, and we discussed, okay, we could try to call him, but it's late. We could also blow him if he didn't want to fight, right? So it's really risky because he doesn't know we're up there. He, he thought I was still down 1,500 foot, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> that bull... So basically, at some point, Sam and I look at each other, and I'm like, we were looking at our map, and there was a cl- another smaller clearing down in that region that they might have been feeding on that we couldn't see where we were at. There was timber and kind of a drop-off in between. It was back where I was hanging out earlier. It was actually <laughs> exactly where Luke and I met up. <laughs> and we thought, I wonder we if thought, they're we down there. We thought they were headed there, but, but we weren't sure where they were going to come in, and so we didn't want to be in the wrong spot and have them bump us And again. that spot was real small. We could see a lot more where we were. Yeah. But it was pretty private, and apparently that bull was liking it. So I looked, and we're like, eh, there wasn't much light left at this point. So we're like, we could we're sit here, and they could never come up here, or we could try to go. It's that point where there's, like the a, trees. there's an hour of legal left, and you're like, what, what should we do? It's like, yeah, if you wait and then you're not going to But we'd also seen so. some other hunters. It is public land. You pass this bull and try to get him the next day. Somebody could shoot him an opening light. You don't know where he's going to be. I mean, he was already two miles away from there earlier in the day, so they're covering yeah. a lot of ground. You don't know exactly where these elk are going to go. May have been shot at. Don't know for sure. Yeah. Correct. 
So we said, let's go. Uh, wind was going to be fairly good, like kind of blowing sideways a little bit, a little crosswind going into it. And so we just start going and tiptoeing through the woods. Fortunately, there were multiple bulls bugling. And so we had some locators. Yeah. It was pretty easy That's to know. Awesome. Okay. They're generally right over there. We popped down into there and I think first thing we saw was some cows or something like less than a hundred yards from us. But they didn't see you. Nope. So you guys were like, hundred percent, hundred percent good. This time, the first time, fool me once, shame on something. I don't know how that goes. <laughs> you just twice. can't get fooled again. Yeah. <laughs> so we didn't get fooled, and we get down in there and see a few cows, and then this little five point comes out. Like how far? Yeah, yeah. seventy-five yards or something. Oh, like it yeah, wasn't like far. Like border. Like you'd contemplate it with a bow if you take that shot. <laughs> <laughs> but we could tell most of the herd was kind of down this drawn up this hill but there's a lot of trees we need to be able to peek around the corner and the further down we go it's actually the wind's getting worse because the way the crosswind was it was all of a sudden a tailing crosswind mm-hmm. and so like we were a little nervous about getting more into sight that we'd get winded and so it was playing this game of kind of dodging around trees hoping we didn't get winded and hoping we could see the bull that we thought was in this group and so and we see this other bull. I'm looking at the five. I'm like, you think that's a 340 plus six point? Like, <laughs> I don't think that is. <laughs> that's not. <laughs> <laughs> right. And so actually it was a, it was a good little five. It's a solid five. Yeah. It's a solid five. It, it's not a dink. Yeah. All Better elk. than the spike by two we had to talk Adam out of. <laughs> <laughs> I would say all elk. So basically to, to land this thing here soon, we keep popping around the trees. And all of a sudden we pop around where like 30 more elk are visible. Yeah. They're just feeding on this hillside. And I'm kind of in the lead, so I might be the only one who can see them at the time. Or Luke, you might. I think we all did. All of a sudden, we're, there they are. And I pull up my binos and do the scan in no less than two seconds. And I'm seeing small bulls. But when you see a large bull frame, I don't know, Sam, you could say, because you said you saw. (laughs) There was a change in Adam's demeanor. (laughs) Yeah. No, it was. he's in a league of his own. You don't even... Like when you see a bull like that, you just know it's mm-hmm. not. You're not like trying to field judge it. You're just like, "Holy cow, where's my gun?" You know, like that's that's all that goes through your mind. <laughs> right. And you said I turned around, my eyes were popping out of my head. Oh yeah. And yeah. I, because I'd left my rifle like probably eight feet away on the other side of a thing when I was kind of just crouching around, and I just turned around with my eyes like big. Give me the rifle. <laughs> yeah. Look, and you're yeah. rolling, right? Are you? Yeah, I've got the camera running, and so I haven't put my eyes or the 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 camera on the bull yet. And I generally can see where he's looking. So Adam grabs his rifle and tries to get into more of a, a shooting lane, shooting position. And I just kind of ease my way right behind Adam. And I'm still like, I'm asking Sam, like, where is it? And Sam's like, I'm not 100% sure. And so we haven't <laughs> seen it yet. And there was one little, like, cedar-looking brush on this hillside. And he had his head behind it. And all of a sudden, he lifted it up. I'm like, oh, there he is. He <laughs> <laughs> was twice the size of anything else. It was huge. It was huge. So it was tiny bit of light left, end of opening day. You know, at that point, we've been hunting for 12 hours, yeah. essentially, since yeah. we'd got up. Um, just, like to- just total that day, I mean, I climbed 3,800 feet, you know, so, I mean, it's it's legit hunting. Uh, over tw- 11,500 <laughs> feet. Yeah, yeah at that altitude. <laughs> uh, and, it, and, and the big guy's now j- a little under 300 yards away. Quartering oh, wow. away. Um so I just lined up on him, and he was quartering away pretty significantly. Yeah. Um, 
But at that point, especially with the wind and all those things, I wasn't going to wait for anything better. It was good enough yeah. for me. So I shot. Um, actually hit him a little low. Because he was so close, I didn't even range him. It was 300. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, he, he was a little excited. Did we mention that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then, Adam getting excited. Then he no comes way. running. The whole herd comes running straight at us. Like directly towards us. Yeah. And then he stopped, turned broadside, pretty much popped one in his heart. That, that shot definitely killed him, but he's still on his feet. And then he took another couple steps. And when you're in that kind of brush with that kind of bull, and then I took, just a, keep sh- yeah. I took a third, popped it in the heart again, and rolled him down the hill. And so, uh, yeah, so we uh, – Yeah, I got some, like, really cool footage <laughs> of, of the kill shot. You can see all three vapor trails from each shot, and you can see the impacts. You see the herd just, like, in slow motion like running downhill when he falls he fell on this big deadfall log and it almost broke it in half his antler falls on there doesn't break the antler but breaks this log almost (laughs) in half it's wild so reaction you're excited he's just like right there yeah you saw him go down it was so cool because we'd seen him first thing in the morning then we'd spotted him midday bedded then I go down there, just missed them and blow them. Then we go up there and wait, and they weren't coming into us. Then we go and get. So it was kind of this fun, like, couple hours. Oh, okay, like maybe a, not. Couple, yeah. And then to get them at last light, um, knowing that I don't think that bull was going to make it through rifle season. Yeah, no. it's like you no. finally not, caught not up to still bugling him. like that. That's what yeah. we talked about at the end. It was like we got to rifle hunt during archery season. And if he wouldn't so have been loud, we wouldn't have found him again. Yeah, that's so, crazy. So by him Super being loud. Cool. and So um, we go up to it, and not only was he a big 6x6, six six, he had on his right fore sword, he had a, a, a seventh growing off of it. And you an never extra. saw the flyer before you shot? Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. Yeah, there was enough going on, you didn't need to see it. I was going to say, when you guys <laughs> yeah. first so, sent me the picture, because before this, the only thing I saw was a picture, and I was like, look at that thing. So he's, a, he's the biggest bull elk I ever shot. I mean, his swords, his, his fours were over 22 inches. Um, but, I mean, even his six and his whale tails were, were just just huge. Um, so he was uh, just – and he was an old bull. His ivories were ground down to almost nothing. Um, and so, yeah, it was uh, – what, they're over 50-inch main beams, right? Yeah. It was, yeah, so. 51, I remember. Wow. So. Yeah, yeah. Big, long main beams and just a beautiful, beautiful bull. And uh, it was fun to take the high country – Two days after it came out, fun to team up with Infinite Outdoors and get to experience like, hey, that was made possible through the kind of what they have. Um, I didn't have to go calling landowners, try to find a voucher way Colorado, seeing what Infinite Outdoors has done. Like the access, you know, was was there, and so to be able to to get the tag was amazing. To be able to have the weather cooperate, like it was just a super super fun hunt. We ended up hanging it that night we were so dog tired from that day and getting it back to camp and then we basically had a you know tagged it and hung it and then had a, a pack out day uh, yeah you know the the next day um because you know it's it's steep country and you're night and you're fatigued and all those kind of things so um the, yeah it the, ended up being the good a, part a long night. was that the elk did most of the elevation gain for us so we really only had to go what 150 200 feet elevation up and then just side hill and then yeah. downhill back to camp oh nice mm-hmm. yeah that, that would have been terrible if it was from that 
that very bottom. Oh like, if you would have pulled God. off that if 4%. You'd have, if yeah. the 4% had worked, that would have made the next day just awesome. I wanted to, though, just to prove you wrong. But, <laughs> but that would have made the next day two days. It would have. Yeah. <laughs> Brutal. Yeah. We may have lost Joe again. <laughs> <laughs> but Joe was there for the pack out, so he got to experience a – it was helpful in, in packing out a quarter, um, which was fun, and 12,000 feet, and he did great. So it was uh, oh, yeah. it was awesome. What was neat was there was five of us. Perfect amount for an So it was amazing. So, you know, we got a legit pack out still and everything, you know, to be able to do that. But um, but it was super fun. That's fun. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. It's a great time. Sam, thanks for uh, thanks for doing what you do with Infinite and making that whole thing possible. It's a pretty, pretty cool platform. Yeah. If you're not familiar with Infinite Outdoors, you should go – online or check out the app store and check it out there's a fr there's free to like maps and everything it's really cool mm -hmm. mapping software really good resolution and then uh behind your paywall is when you can really start to book properties and stuff so yeah yeah that's cool. you. glad you guys got to use it and, and that it worked out this well right you grew up hunting uh, these mountains of colorado and You've uh, yet to shoot one like this, huh? Yeah, just rub it in. So I got lucky. <laughs> no, it's cool. You talked to Sam and his dad and these guys that grew up down there, and I felt pretty blessed, pretty lucky. I mean, this is – it was a bull of a lifetime. It was – it took a team, took a lot yeah. of spotting, took, a, you know, a lot to really make it happen. In fact, later, a guy reached out that had archery hunted this bull um, for, a, a, you know, for quite a while and, and ended up uh, not getting it. So it's, it's kind of bull that you would, you would go and chase. And so we did not have him picked out before opening day. All the cards laid out there. Yeah. And that's the crazy fun thing that brings us out hunting. You don't know. We went into opening day, no eyes on any bulls really that we were going to shoot. And to be able to turn this thing up, it's like uh, it was a hunt of a lifetime. It's awesome. It was, it was cool. It was super cool. Yeah, yeah very amazing. Cool. So it, I, I don't know if we said the final tape was right at 350. So yeah, three fifty gross. Huge bull. Yeah, it's a beautiful yeah. bull. Yeah, he was. Uh, That's pretty awesome that he was bugling too. It's like archery hunting, but with a cooler tool. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> archery hunting, but you can actually kill stuff. Yeah, yeah with much, a rifle. Much more effective. <laughs> much yeah. more effective. Yeah. Great experience. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was it was fun. So twenty uh, three has been fun, and this was great, and it was good hanging out with good people too. That's the thing when you a big group like that it can be either not fun or a blast and it just depends on who the guys are and that's what's cool sam and michael were blast to hang out with and then to be able to take a first time hunter and be able to have joe experience that and pitch in and be able to help and pack out super fun and of course luke and i do a lot of hunting together and it's always fun to be together so yeah yeah that's awesome it's great. sweet well thanks for sharing catch you next time guys <laughs>